Yeah, what's doing? I think I want to try to do a podcast. A what? What's that? Well, I, well, I talk about what I do during the day and maybe conversations. Oh, because I never heard that term. So what do you put it on the internet? Yeah. Yeah, too bad I don't have it. I never heard that term before. Have what is the name again? A podcast. Pot? Cast? P-O-T? P-O-D. C-A-S-T. All right. I never heard that term. Welcome to the Mild Adventures of Fred Stoller. I'm Mild. No, I'm Fred. This episode is the first one. I'm not going to be at the All Things Comedy Studio because I bought this expensive external mic. I've been too scared to try to open. So my friend Ben Sollenberger was nice enough to figure it out and help me because I wanted to go to the farmer's market here in Hollywood and interview Ronnie Shell at what's known as The Table. For almost 30 years, various directors, writers, comedians, character actors, and other assorted types have been meeting up here in the morning, holding court, busting each other's balls, telling bad jokes, arguing, looking at women that walk by. And Ronnie's one of the mainstays of this table, and I wanted to give him a better intro than I did in my conversation, so that's why I'm doing this. He's been working for over 60 years. I knew him growing up as a regular on the big show at Gomer Pyle. I'd also see him on Love American Style, Adam 12, Disney movies, The Shaggy DA, The World's Strongest Man, Gus. And he's open for everyone as a stand-up. Okay, um, the, the table wasn't that crowded because it was a rare rainy day. So also there was great writer, great guy, Ron Clark, who's written for shows Jackie Gleason, The Danny Kay Show, The Smothers Brothers, the movie's High Anxiety, silent movie. He didn't want to sit near the, right near the mic, so he's kind of hard to hear. Uh, the young guy at the table, Greg Pritikin, who's in his mid-40s, he wrote the movie Dummy, Adrian Brody. There was a shrink there, She Never Talks. Oh, and then Alan Havey, comedian actor, showed up. I know I'm from New York. He just had a really big arc on the show Mad Men. All right, let's see if Ben figured out how to use the mic. These guys are going to make fun of everything I say. The, the, the podcast is called The Mild Adventures of Fred Stoller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, God, am I glad... That was just a passerby. Phyllis, <laughs> Phyllis isn't here. So, this is our first remote, which probably won't come out. We're usually in the studio. Won't come out funny. Yes. <laughs> the farmer's market, this is where we're at. In Hollywood. Don't in Hollywood. describe it too much because then people will start showing up. Okay. We're in, we're in the, uh, okay, we're in the Grove, in the uh, Banana Republic store. So, basically, the only consistency I have in my life is the morning, and there's a morning table where older people, not you guys, Sit and there's a young guy. I mean, he's probably 47, but he age. no, he doesn't say the age. Greg. That guy's a beer, beer and a beer. I have pressure to uh, get this out. So basically, the show is character actors so far. You know what I mean? And 
And never did I think that I, part of my morning table would be people like Jack Riley, George Siegel, Ronnie Shell, people who I saw in these Disney movies, Love American Style, George Siegel, I don't, and they're part of the thing. Never did I think they'd be so juvenile where they kick each other under the table, someone's talking too much, they make, they can't breathe, they bad, they make fun of my book, they make fun of everyone, they're, they're proof I'm never going to mature, I'm never going to not be angry about showbiz. So they have this banter here, and I'm sort of on the outskirts of the table. All right, one more thing about the table, then I'll introduce you officially. It's so immature. Greg Pritikin, I won't say, no, that's not his last name, sitting next to me. They have this self-importance with the table, like, you're not allowed to bring someone. The guy you bring can't be on rules. his own. There are There's rules. rules. Sitting at the, it's a rainy day in L.A., so we don't have a big table. Joanne, who doesn't talk, and she's a psychopath. Joanna. Joanna. <laughs> who, that's the only time she talks and she's a psychotherapist, so I want her card. Um, Ron Clark, who's a modest guy, I used to, he's a nice guy, but he can be biting. He, he's going to put me down. Oh, too many shows. He once wrote for Jack Carter. Jack Carter, Jackie Gleason. They, oh, here's Speak Alan, of the devil. Here's the guy I didn't want to mention. Here's the guy. Just I talking just, about you. Speaking of the devil. Um, Good things, I hope. Yes, Classic, yes. Negative. Negative. Putting now, everybody come down. Here, come here. This is Bill Burr is sponsoring this podcast. Oh, Al wow. Margico. Yeah, I know. I just I just saw Al in Vancouver. They said you have a podcast. Yes. But you don't know what to name it. We we were trying to think of a name, but this is killing it all. Um, if you want, I got a name for you. What? It's called Poor Fred. Poor Fred, can't That's think of I mean. a name. We, we do have a I name. I have the shirt. Hey, he has the shirts. I don't have the shirts. It's poor Fred. First of all, you put me down for bringing my what? book up on stage. I just worked. I didn't put you down. Okay. I misunderstood. Yes. He's a good guy. You better explain that nothing he says is going here because the mic's, yeah. the mic's over so there. So you can tell okay. what you want. No. Uh, there, there may be some They've got to sign a release. Well, they can't put me on the air. Usually a studio. I bought this thing. Yeah. Alan Havey from Mad Men. Alan Havey from Young Comedian. Yeah, from so many things. Oh, yeah. But Alan Havey. Did you. I'm sorry. Did, not the did you get to know Janie Bryant? You look at The costume designer? Yes. Yeah. 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 She's a like, She's a good friend of mine. Oh, is she? Yeah. We still keep I gotta leave in 10 minutes. You gotta leave in what? 10 minutes? Yeah, let's do it. Stop. I'm, I'm serious. I don't want you to say that. She's a. A friend of mine. So yeah, she's know. a friend of mine too. She well, just had to leave, a, a dinner I over the, the other time. About. She's married now. I know she is. Yeah. Oh man, you're right. Ten minutes. Well, Try to be a gentleman. Well, let, yeah, Ronnie's rubbing off on you. I'm sorry. It's, a, it's a no, no, no. This we may not be able to do this because um, he has to leave in ten minutes. So Ronnie Shell. So could I just? So could we just? Could I just read the questions from Facebook? People want sure. to ask you. you Who you, are you? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. This podcast has turned out to be only 10 minutes because we didn't know how to set it up. So, Ronnie has to leave. I'd like to hear some of the questions. No, you know okay. How would I pay for parking? No, no, no. That's I'll not pay it. for your parking. That's not it. And you stay. No, I've got to go to Staples. I've got to be there by quarter to 11. Why do you have to be at Staples? That's none of your damn business. Because he's putting the spanker together. Putting the McDonald Avenue spanker together. It's a magazine that I produce and write. Okay. All right. Lou DiMaggio wants to know. This is all right. Ronnie Shell. Did I give him an introduction? You gave. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. I said some credits. What you kind talked. of? 
what kind of stand-up gigs was he getting when he was on Domer Pyre? I was working uh, at mostly clubs owned by the Mafia throughout the United States. Like, uh, like the, uh, well, I can't mention the name. Well, they're all gone now, but, but they were major clubs throughout the nation. Chicago, New York. San Francisco denied ever having a mafia-owned club, but I think they okay. have a few guys. We're going to get these questions in quick. Certainly. Colin W. Pittman wants to know, what kind of experience was it the English job for the anime Battle of the Planets? We did 150 episodes of a Japanese uh, cartoon that was redubbed with American actors, including Alan Young, Mr. Ed, and uh, Janet Waldo, who was uh, a famous uh, voiceover actress. We did 150 episodes, and they cut out all the violent stuff. And when you see it, if you ever see it, after everything was cut out, you have no idea what the story is. <laughs> Danny Miller, any comments about Lou Ann Poovey? Lou Ann Poovey was played by uh, Elizabeth McCray, an actress who was on, a lot on Gunsmoke, and she played uh, Gomer Pyle's girlfriend, would-be girlfriend, and uh, very good actress. From. I'm yes. still talking. We're going from 28 to 26 as we're recording. Okay. Heath Heitch wants to know. I hung out with him once in Heath Tahoe. Rice from Lincoln, Nebraska. You have to tell him where, like uh, Larry I King. I think I remember mentioning that he dated Nicole Nicholas in the 60s. Sexy Yohora from Star Trek. That is true. We were working. We were both working at a club in Hollywood on La Siena called Johnny Walsh's 881 Club. The uh, the bar was all gay and the uh, well, the bar was all gay. All gay. G A Y. So and it was gay club and you made a black No, it wasn't woman. a club. Wasn't I just the bar was gay. The regular restaurant was straight. And uh, this Johnny Walsh. I don't know. But she was a singer. Her name was Nicole Johnson. Oh, no, that's right. One of them, one of them is fake. Either Nicole Nichols or... So you started dating... I dated her. And you know what? A little aside for you. Huh? You know who else dated her? Who? Will Jordan. Will Jordan. No. She lived in the same building yeah. as well. So she's got a thing for ugly little white comics. <laughs> she was very, very pretty. Well, still is, but she was, and had a great voice. Now, um, what was it like in the civil rights era dating a black woman? Scary. Scary? Did we went to a couple of uh, lunches, and uh, I did get a couple of looks, but I didn't care. You missed yeah. Uh, she, I was at the forefront. He dated the black yeah. woman from Star Trek. I was, oh, hey, I was listen, at the forefront. You spend 20 minutes. Listen, here's the thing. Yeah. I worked with, I worked with Ronnie about 20 years ago, uh, 10 years ago in Vegas. We met. Right? And, you're the, you, okay, and I grew up yeah. in the 60s. I watched every episode. Every episode. It was my favorite show as a kid. My dad was a former Marine. He liked it, but he kept telling me during commercials, you know, you really can't talk back that way to your sergeant. You'll get knocked on your butt. That kind of thing, you know. And I met Ronnie, and within 20 minutes, I knew his life story. He spilled everything to me. So when they write the Ronnie Shell story... No, I no, told you about my bowel movements. That's all I told you about. Uh, so much more than that. Well, Ronnie. actually, what? Lou DiMaggio has a question. <laughs> well, um, Lou? Uh, 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 he's from, from Queens. Queens, New York. <laughs> Why did they not mention Vietnam? Why didn't those Marines go to Vietnam that were in Goma Pile? That was his question. He was just never talked about. 
It was not a show about war. It was a show about uh, Marines stateside. Okay. That's the answer. And once you get to Vietnam, the funny kind of goes away. Yeah, yeah, it's not as funny. You lose the humor. It's like, it wasn't as real as Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes set the bar. Well, that was based on Starlock That, that was 17. later. Yes, that was later. Now, when you dated Nicole Nichols, did you say some of the ridiculous things you say about African Americans as you do at the table? No, table? no. Okay, you were polite. No, because she would have beat the shit out of me. She was a tough lady. Oh, no, she was great. I still... I still see her every once in a while. She's a very nice lady, very still very attractive, and she she's in. No, she was working uh, in Tahoe not too long ago, and I was there, and she was crossing the street. She was working in the lounge. I was working in the main room, of course, and uh, as I. She saw me. But there was a main room. Uh, may I finish? Yeah. She helped you cross the street. Yeah, that's not sure. <laughs> no, that's not the main. It's the improv. You work at the comedy club. This is before that. This is when I was famous for crying out loud. Oh, that's a long time ago. South Shore was with Glenn Campbell. That's a whole other story. Now, think, does he remember you? Not now. <laughs> now, if you would have died during Goma Paul, you would be in the immemorial at the Emmys. Do you think you'd be in it now? Uh, no. True story. It too yeah. long. True story is my wife, I did all the shows. And, uh, a How many month, episodes? Uh, 150. We were watching you, of all people, on David Letterman not too long ago. And I said to my wife, Jan, I never forget her name. I said, Jan, I, he's going over, I'd like to do that show again. And she turned to me and said, you had your turn. And actually, that she's right. I had my turn, so I, now, I don't you, give a shit. Can we talk about, though, are you putting on an act here when you're kind of bitter, you go that bastard, or you get mad that people... No, I, I don't like to see success in other people. Ronnie gets mad if a movie successfully has nothing to do with. He'll hear good <laughs> reviews, he goes, yeah, but that's not going to play in the Midwest. You're so bitter. You know where I got that from? Where? Harvey Corman. So you're putting on an act, you're really not that... Well, no, he, it rubbed off on me. He... he one time, someone was saying uh, we were all together at a, at a thing, and 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 uh, and I said, "Did you see the the new Bob Newhart? Bob's from Chicago, as is Harvey." I didn't know he didn't like. I said, "Have you seen the, the reviews? They're not under the ratings. They're not too good." And he said, "Yes." <laughs> That's true. That's Harvey. Uh, Andy Learned said, "Ask him about Yarmy's army." I used to work with him often. He invited me to a dinner at Jerry's with the Yarmy gang. I, I sat next to Don Knotts and Harvey Corman. Uh, just to interrupt, we had Don Knotts' daughter here. The people at these tables, yeah. the random. Uh, uh, we also she had uh, traumatized, uh, the great director. Uh, oh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino oh, here's was one here. of my stories that I I came here. Can table. I tell my story before I forget it? Because I'm But old. it's about you. Is it the one? The... Yes. Okay, Basically, I'm going to tell one sentence. I was so excited that uh, the late uh, Paul Mazursky brought Quentin Tarantino to the table. Yeah. And I thought, because he's such a pop culture trivia nut, he'd recognize me and put me in one of his movies. So he had no clue who I was. <laughs> but he was fawning over Ronnie Shell. Tell you Quentin Tarantino's story. Well, what happened was, I didn't know that he, he, he knew. He said, Ronnie Shell, oh my God. So anyway, I was doing my impression, not to try to impress him, but I was doing Clark Gable. I was talking like that. I just, how you've ever lived here? 
And I was doing this around the table, and Quentin said, is that a quote? He said, I said, that's a quote from Gone with the Wind. He said, what is this? And he said, okay, well, let's try it again. All right, over to the corner. And I said, geez, I have no idea. Ronnie Schell in the in uh, Strongest Man in the World. My part, I had a uh, yeah. one scene, and he remembered it. it was the first movie I ever did. Tim Conway was in it, yeah. Oh, I, I, Huh? No, that was the, that was the uh, world's greatest. We won't actor. name names, but there was another seminal character actor at this table, and you put him down so badly, <laughs> was so mean, and my mouth was open, and and you knew. I said, Ronnie, you were a little too mean, and there was no joke in it, and you went, That's what we do. I got you. I got you. Well, that's that's. You couldn't hold back the. That's anger. sort of a thing, though. Comics. Yeah, but. They, but that they're was, negative. That's like saying you're 83. No, no, don't, don't point at me. Oh, come on, you're so negative, it's ridiculous. Yeah, really? Oh, well, you didn't have to say that. It's on radio. <laughs> you don't know who he's pointing at. You shouldn't have said it. Yeah, you added yourself. Too late no. now. I, um, so, yeah. It's, so Most comedians are negative. Most comedians are insecure. Most comedians are uh, neurotic. You show generation. me no, no, from every generation. You show me a well-adjusted comedian, and I will show you somebody who is not funny. Jerry the Seinfeld. last funny, huh? He's not funny. Jerry Seinfeld isn't funny. Not to me. No, I like Jerry. Actually, I like Jerry not Seinfeld. He might have a serious. Well, I asked the question about you. Greg <laughs> Pritikin here has seen your act. I, I haven't. It's great. Okay. Oh. Are you? You're not the angry Ronnie in it. You're just like, hey, I'm a, I'm a good guy. No, I'm a self, de self deprecation. So you're not the guy, the Ronnie from the table. No, I'm act. insecure on stage. Okay. Yeah. Now, what I remember him as a character actor. Tell me if I'm setting this wrong. You were like a straight Paul Lynn, like the flustered kind yes, of white yes, guy. Yes. Yes. Like but not the, straight. But yes. Yes. You were the straight Paul Lynn. Yeah. You were like the guy, the boss, the guy. If people yeah. want to know what you did. Yeah. Yeah. I was always sort of the sidekick. Second banana. Second banana. And were you happy with your career when it was yes. going great? Yes. Yeah. I Let never had a 50 year career. Probably. I never had ambitions to be a big star, and the way my career has worked out, it's fine. Then where did the bitterness come from? Just you being funny? My mother. I see. My mother was negative about everything. Were they I loved her. Yeah. No, not at all. Who'd they compare you to? And they never compare me to, I'll give you an example. I'm the honorary mayor of Encino, California. Which is one of the questions here. Okay. Okay. And I am. What's the question? And one time... Rick what exactly my, is one, an honorary my, mayor? My, well, that, it's, These are all from Ronnie Shelley's questions. And, 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 and uh, so my mother was still alive, and she said to me, Ronnie, are you still the ordinary mayor of Encino? I said, Mom, I'm the honorary mayor. She said, yeah, but you're ordinary. That was my mother in a nutshell. Was she being funny? Or? No. She was serious. Someone said he played Rick D's agent on the morning drive show. And then they wrote, hilarious. Yes, I was. Bernie Shelley, a possessive artist. I remember hearing you. Yeah. Possessive artist, that's funny. I, I was possessive artist, and I always... I don't remember laughing. Oh, no, you laughed. You. Every time every time he picked up the phone, I said, listen, Rick, uh, can I get back to you? I've got a bigger name on the other line. Yes, that was a little bit <coughs> more here, yes. Yeah, That's, yes. that became known all over L.A. Danny Miller says, please ask him about, and this guy is so specific, this 1973 Cass Elliott special and touring with the Kingston Trio. Yes, I opened for the Kingston Trio for... Uh, Joe two, and a half, two and a half years on their college concerts. 
and I loved the way they sing and they liked the way I did their shirts. So I worked with, that was one of my lines. So I worked with them for two and a half years. May I ask a question? Sure, please, Alan, I want you to. Uh, hi, we're on the, whose network is this? Actually, Al, Al Madrigal and Bill comedy, Burr. Al Madrigal and Bill Burr. They didn't pay the 500 for this, but they gave me a studio. And Ronnie yeah, was the reason enough, I bought this. Ronnie refused to come to the studio, so I paid this and he's helping me. Oh, good. You were around in the days in television here in L.A. when Bob Crane Yes, was on. I did his radio show. Right, and did you hear that Bob, or did you know that Bob Crane had this sexual? Absolutely thing? not. So he kept it kept it kept under wraps. It completely secret. Was that the town like saying we don't talk about this? No, no, nobody knew. Okay. Seriously, nobody knew. Why did you beat him to death with a tripod? <laughs> and why did you give Cass Elliot that sandwich that was oh. too big? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. I tried to give it to. Uh, yeah, but Ronnie's negative. I tried yeah. to give it you to. Uh, I tried to give this. Yeah, I tried to give this. I tried to give. I tried to give. Why did you give Mama Cass that uh, sandwich? I tried to give the sandwich to Karen Carpenter. She wouldn't eat it. That's not bad. <laughs> oh, that's one thing Ronnie does. He'll do a joke. Not bad. Yeah, like, good. If you don't good. laugh, he tells you it's not bad. That's the old guys do. Oh, that's what they do. They don't laugh. They just say good, good. Yeah, that's good. Comedians don't laugh. They say they'll say no, funny. Comedians do are, laugh. Are you Ronnie. not? Are you not? Are, do you deny that most comedians are not neurotic? I would say most of us at this table, comedians are not are neurotic. They are neurotic. No, 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 people in the world. I don't find comedians any different. Oh, come on. Than uh, what you call normal people. Yeah, yeah, Ron Clark, who's worked with all the men, well, disagrees, and he's right, and you're the only wrong. The one who was kind of normal was Jack Carter. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know the only normal? Comedian and he wasn't funny. Art Linkletter. No. Oh. Art Linkletter was great. He could work. It wasn't with kids. funny. He wasn't funny. No, talking. actually, he was funny because he was funny organically with those kids. You know, like when he worked with kill, uh, children. Yeah, he had a great rhythm and, and a great sense of humor. That's what I mean. He was very funny. Now, a lot of ones are not. And then he had that other show, Jews Leave the Smallest Tips. <laughs> I, uh, see? Not bad. Not bad. Well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> He's Jewish. He can do old, it. unfair stereotype that's been around since well, what? The, table the pogroms? Well, all right. Let me... Let me just say, wow! What an, at least Ronnie doesn't pretend to be liberal. We have liberals at the table. I'm not a conservative, though. I'm a, a middle of the roader, but I don't yeah, like conservative. I don't like conservatives, Whether and I don't like acting, liberals. Whether it's acting or it's comedy or it's politics, he is middle of the road. Look, I have enough trouble in this business just being Gentile. Did Isn't you, that it? Do you hear what the, Greg said? What he said? It's worth repeating. You're middle of the road. I, yeah, middle of the autobahn. <laughs> Well, Funny stuff, to, man. I have to say that there's liberals, but their sense of humor is not liberal. Like a black guy would walk by and they go, watch your wallet. Or or like when uh, no, when that, Asian... That, that, we don't say we, that. Nobody yes, says that Yes, you do. Here. You guys say oh, that. No, no, no. Ronnie says it. Yeah. No, David Poland was... Well, there's a new argument. The only political thing is one guy argues with Greg that he's not really liberal. Is a new thing. <laughs> yes. Because I'm, I'm very, I, because I'm, I'm very I'm liberal and he's a... He's a uh, a bit of a this guy who's not. You know here. what I deal with he here. Loves, he he worships people with money. You know what so I deal he's a with here. Bit of a, a you know what I deal with here. What? I am very very pro Israel. I'm very pro Netanyahu, and I deal with a bunch of anti-Semite Jewish people at this table. They're always putting me down. You dumb son of a bitch. 
We don't That's put true. you down because of your stance on Israel. We, we put you down because you're stupid. I, I avoided the table after the... There you go. See, here he's putting down Israel. Israel. It's government. He's putting down the government. No. The government is good. Don't worry about it. If you were, if you were warned that you're going to... They want to put you into the sea, wouldn't you be... Cautious? Do you ever do these things just to, to get people annoyed? Like, I am a shit stirrer. Yes. So you really don't believe... I, I, I don't believe in anything. I avoided the table... I can care less. After the Baltimore riots, because I knew you would say some things that would upset me. Uh, the Baltimore riots? Yeah, like, ah, they're all this. Well, he was saying things... A guy was shot... Ah, they're the, all this. I don't want to say what Ronnie would I know, say. I, I would not say that. All right, I let's think not I might have to political. distance myself from all right. this conversation. All right, let's get back to the... Gomer Pyle to the Baltimore riots. <laughs> yes. Everything <laughs> Fred. All right. I worked in Baltimore. I worked in Baltimore. No, meaning he says... That's your story. I worked in the ball. I worked in Baltimore. Yeah, well, you brought that guy, the autistic guy. No, no, no. I, this was years ago. Okay. No, meaning, Veterans Auditorium. Meaning when something happens, when a guy's shot in the back, he'll go, why did he run? You'll That's say a true. Like, well, I have well, that about everybody. Every couple Don't run. It is, Don't it, run. It is an interesting coincidence that after Ronnie performs in Baltimore, they burn the city down. <laughs> All right, let's go back to... Uh, other questions. Sylvia Graves, who is your first comedy influence? See, I'm changing. This is lighter. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, W.C. Fields. Okay. I loved him. One question. And he, answer. by the way, he was very negative and very yeah, neurotic. Kids, yeah, he was. Chris Rock's not neurotic. Oh, the hell he's not. He can't even hold a marriage. What do you mean? He's married for 15 years. He's getting divorced. So what? Well, then it didn't work. Wow. <laughs> so he's neurotic? Oh, definitely. Anybody who can't hold a marriage is neurotic. <laughs> But you're neurotic, and you've been married for 50 years. 45 years. 12 of the happiest years of my life. I hear from people <laughs> that you're not the Ronnie we know when you're with your wife. You're very quiet. I'm a polite. wimp. I'm a wimp. He can tell you that. So you let it all out here. I let it out here. She won't let me let it out. Or take it out. <laughs> i got to give you credit that you're good with references of all the movies, of the old ones, and you even know some new ones. I know most of the movies, and I worked in Hollywood here at more clubs than any other comedian in the business. He, he once came up to me and Greg, he goes, name five singers I haven't worked with. <laughs> That's true. Big singers. Yeah. Sinatra? No. Okay. That's one. Nat King Cole? Nat King Cole? I met Nat King Cole. Mario, Mario Lanza? Three. Three. <laughs> Yes, twice. All right, all right. That counts as Frankie We got Tony Lane. Bennett. Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane. Uh, you know, he's touring right Moore. now with that miskite. Keep going. K-Star, yes. K-Star. Nobody said K-Star. Vicky Carr. Vicky Carr. I got a stack Glenn of Campbell. When you mentioned, Who's the one? Um, Kitty. Engelbert Humperdinck. Kitty, Kitty what's her name? Kitty Callan. Kitty Callan. Kitty Callan. When, when you mentioned oh, Bob Crane's sexuality. Before. Yeah. Ronnie has told me some women that are experts at being nice oral sex that it's very disturbing. You didn't, I didn't want to hear these women that are older ladies to me now. Do you saying a great at giving? Oh, Bellu Bondi. Bellu? You mean Beulah? Bellu Bondi. You mean Beulah? No, Bellu Bondi was a wonderful aging actress in the 30s. And I, I, she didn't. She didn't do that. I just you told said me, that uh, for humor. A talk show host and a woman from Laughing. 
I should say that. I'm going to cut. We edit that out. Well, 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 well. No, no, I don't know. You can't do that to your audience. Yeah, you can't. You can't bring up who gives the best head in town and then know it and not give it. That's that's cool. Well, we all know who gives the best head in town. She was a guest on Laugh-In. She wasn't a regular. Okay. You want me to name her? Did you ever do Laugh-In? No. It was before my time. I loved Love America. Before your style. time, it was after Gomer Pyle. <laughs> During Gomer Pyle. You could have yeah. gone across the... We they, didn't do that. They, probably, didn't do, I did three of Carol Burnett shows. Probably George Slaughter heard his political views, and that's why you never Do you know George Slaughter? I know him. you know his story? No. I was doing a show called uh, Good Morning World. Yes, which someone has a question here. He, yeah. Goldie Hawn. I was a big fan of Good Morning World. I watched we, every episode well, of that, too. No, really? you didn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Who played I my girlfriend? Too. Goldie Hawn. Alright, Goldie Hawn. So Goldie Hawn was your girlfriend? Yeah. On the show. On 39 the show. episodes. You told Goldie Hawn how to act and she won an Oscar the next year. Two years, yeah. 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 That's what's going to be my the next story, year. but I guess I'm not going to yes. do that. next year. Yes, we're more than Facebook yeah, friends. Right, and they were casting. Yes, I was. Oh, really? Right. No kidding. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. thing happened to me. We're yeah. more than Facebook she, friends. Right, I, I follow you a lot. Like, you, all your kitty and your, all the stuff. I have, a, I have what, two cats. Was you a casting director? I was. Well, you were. And now I'm a hooker. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, that, no, that's either no, one. No. I, I, gave, I gave it up. I slept with her very attractive cousin. What? Uh, was your cousin one who, she had a cousin that seduced me, then dumped me because she doesn't no, like men. Uh, you know who, all right, sorry. Oh, I know who you're talking about. This is why we do the book. I know who you're talking about. Yes. What were we talking about? Uh, Goldie Hawn. So, uh, Goldie didn't like to rehearse. Uh-huh. My father-in-law. You want to hear this story? Yes. Goldie didn't like to rehearse. She was a go-go dancer out of Baltimore, of all places, and this was her first job. Uh And uh, after, we were both single, and we rehearsed in my apartment every night. Get out of here. I'm serious. You do the math. Anyway, uh, we were, anyway, she didn't like to rehearse a lot, and I said, Goldie, you're never going to make it, damn it. Listen to me. I've been doing Gomer Pyle for four years. I'm an actor. You'll learn something. Two years later, she won the Academy Award for Cactus Flower, and I found out while working uh, a, a toilet in Omaha. <laughs> because you told her to rehearse. Yeah. Was and then, then uh, 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 was it because she was an artist? No, George Slaughter discovered her and ignored me. Where did Good George, morning. Is it taping, by the way? Where did George Slaughter disco- uh, discover On Good Morning World. Wow. He started watching it, and everybody said, he, watch this little girl, she's great. Nobody said, hey, watch the guy who's playing the boyfriend. Oh, he discovered I see. So she, he discovered she did her. laughing And I've never forgiven George World? for that, huh? You've she did laughing after the George morning World? After. For picking Goldie Hawn over you to be yes. laughing. Yes. Well, you had great legs at that time, didn't you? Yes, I still do. Maybe he heard you your politi- No, George, I can't. I haven't shaved. It's a very liberal, liberal guy, George Slaughter, so maybe he heard you were... I'm old. not a conservative. Okay. You're not a did con- you ever... George Slaughter had Nixon on laughing. If you were funny, I think George Slaughter would have you on. That's a good. Point. I think that's the kind of producer he was. No, no, we had, uh, we had, uh, I had uh, some kind of a conflict. I can't remember what it was, but it was I couldn't do the show. Any, any, Next question. Any nice feud? What are some feuds you've had with some people? The only feud I've ever had is with Marty Ingalls, and we feuded on. Uh, and that, isn't that the guy you brought to the table? No, no, I didn't bring him. You brought Bart Braver, man. I love Bart Braverman. Yeah, good that, actor. Let's that get was, back to Marty Ingalls. Okay, Why did you have a, sure, sure. Um, I don't remember, but he he objected to me. I think he objected to the fact that I used to uh, tour with his uh, 
his wife when she was married to Jack Jones, uh, Jack uh, Cassidy, and we were very good friends. Somehow he, I don't know. But anyway, we didn't hit it off. We had a, uh, a shout out on a, on a cigar store sh radio show, uh, syndicated, and uh, we've never talked since and probably never will. Now, what about Charles, uh, what about Corman? Harvey Corman, did he take a bit of yours or something? Yes. Talk what about that. Did he take? Well, that's a true story. That's not that's a funny. That's what the they listeners want to hear. Yeah. No. No. He, he took 10 minutes of my act and used it with Tim Conway for five on years. On Carol Burnett's show? No, no, no. Oh, on okay. public. This is after. Oh, this is why you had a little bitterness with Chuck McCann, who was touring with. He took Harvey Oh, no, Corman's I don't. Place. No, that doesn't. That doesn't okay. I have no bitterness with Chuck. So what Chuck. was the bit Corman took from you? Oh, I can't. It's, it's a run. Okay. And, uh, what was the topic? Do you remember? Getting old. Getting old. Getting old. So uh, she, he, or she, mm, Freudian slip. He said, uh, uh, "I'm, I'm going to do it on television now." He, Tim was going to produce a television version of their live show. I said, "Well, uh, you can't do my material because then everybody will say, hey, look, Ronnie Shell's doing Harvey Corman's material.' So I'm doing it." I said, you can't. He said, I'm doing it. So I went to Tim, and I said, Tim, he can't do that. And good for Tim. He wouldn't let him do it. And then Harvey was pissed off at me. It wasn't a notice, but it was for the DVD. Yeah, for the DVD. Yeah. And, and being negative again, Alan, I'm sorry. In your day, who were the comedians that they didn't like or had the bad reputations? Or hmm, It's interesting. I'd have to think about that. Uh, like, who was a comic nobody wanted to work with? Who was the one guy, one or two guys that nobody liked? Oh my God, I got to work with him. Present company excluded? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who, like Jack, you, you, Jackie Mason, one guy. Well, a lot of people say thing. Jackie Mason's very difficult. I never worked with him. I, I saw him, and I, he's got a good act. But uh, what about any guys you knew personally? I'm trying to think. Shelly okay. Berman. See how good that is, though. Shelly Berman. Could be difficult. I will put Shelley in there. At 83, he's getting very diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, I am. Now here's the thing. But you he was very talented. But very talented. You see, a lot of comedians are difficult. They're negative. They're neurotic. Yeah. And yet, when we ask you who is bad to work with, you, it's hard for you to think of it. So I think that's good, right? That most comedians get along for the most part. Yeah, I think so. Don't you think? Yes. And even the generations I've been. Uh, but your generation with, doesn't hang. With all the other comedians. Oh like yeah, we do. No. Yeah. Oh no, we we definitely have hangs. We hang out at the clubs. You hang out with uh, David Gee? I don't hang with him, but I, I work with him enough that I see him enough. I love David Gee. Yeah. One of the questions him. was about Yarmy's army. And tell tell us. Uh, that was uh, Don Adams had a brother named uh, Dick Yarmy, and uh, he he found out he was he was an actor and a good one too, and he found out he was had lung cancer and he was dying. So a bunch of us got together. Starting with uh, Gary Owens, myself, Chuck McCann's, uh, yeah, Ron Clark, Chuck McCann, I think, yeah. although he says he was, and we started meeting with him once a week to cheer him up. Oh, wow. And then after after he died, we thought, Jesus, let's cheer each other up. And it grew and grew and grew until we had practically every major comedian of the time 
coming to our, our lunch. Did you come to one? Dinners, yeah. Jonathan Winters, Don Knotts, you guys Tom talk, Poston. You guys always say the funniest guy was Pat McCormick. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. The, the, the most outrageously funny. Outrageously funny. What about it at the clubs? Wasn't Red Buttons considered a guy? That's the one comedian I have never worked with or never met. Did you? Yeah, I met him. I didn't work. Did you think I? I don't. I didn't know. Was he? No. He wasn't part of the army. No. Now, is this morning... We had Jackie Green came. Jackie Johnny Gale? Wayne. Jackie Gale came. Is this morning table trying to be sort of like the Army's no, Army? No, I don't think they're trying at all. This morning table trying to be like it? or is it try, Was the Army's Army, because sometimes I would... You know why? Because oh, we we're all old now, and we just let it all hang out. So what do you like about this table? Just I don't really like anything about it. I don't... <laughs> I come here because I have nothing else to do. I just like it because uh, people at the table, most of them are alive. <laughs> most of them. Now, I hear you go home and you call, who's not here, Charles Bragg. Yes. And, and rate the, 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 the day. You go yeah, we rate the day. Do you say That's true. Now, <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're okay. not going to get your I'm going. marijuana. Okay. What? <laughs> so you, you rate, like you go, today was an A, today was a B. What do you rate it on what scale? Today? Oh, not, no, I don't, want to be, I don't want to be upset now. And in general, what's the criteria for yes. your rating system? Uh, a good good argument, right? Good argument and a lot of laughs and a lot of put-downs. Is there a memorable day, like a day you had here, like somebody visited? There's been many memorable but days. Not one sticks out? No, I don't think so, no. Sharon Stone, Quentin Tarantino? Sharon Stone was nice. She sat right here. I think she did. Let me see. <laughs> He's yeah. sniffing the chair. So she's um, Sagittarius. <laughs> Take care, Brian. Take care. Would you say asparagus? Too much asparagus? Sagittarius. Too much asparagus. Yes. That's, it. That's good. We'll have to do our thing later. Um, all right. Everything good? Yes, yes. Am I interrupting? No. All right. Wait a minute, I'm yeah, right in the middle good. of saying oh, something. God. Oh, God. What is your favorite show this moment? Oh, God, I feel so like this is the morning table. You so like you guys... What is the meeting? One last question then, meeting. Do you do sometimes does it get too competitive? That's okay. No, do the selfie. Do the selfie. No, she's. She really is. Well, Ronnie, I really appreciate this. Well, we could. We could. We could continue this, but I think we got good stuff. I think this is great with the thing not working. I hope I've had. Alan Davy came here from Mad Men, from Night After Night, from Letterman. Night Court. Night Court. From Night Court. Night Court. Well, wait, Night Court. I'm writing these down. Hold on. Yeah. The original the Night Court? Yeah. No, I wasn't on Night Court. Were you bailiff? No. <laughs> Ronnie, thank you. Hey, anytime. This was $500 because Ronnie wouldn't come to the studio. I bought this. But that's I love good. you. Now you I can do you, more yeah. remotes. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. And I have been care. a fan of yours, good Steve. You. Thank you. He, oh, he forgot to put his bit. We'll do it next time. Thank you. Let me hear from you guys. Yes. Uh, ben, uh, you're a producer. Uh, ben, Ben, and, and Ben is a big character actor fan. Do you know Alan Havey? Yeah. He loves character actors. He produces something. He's had Fred Willard, Ronnie, Larry Hankin. Who else? And the funniest one was the funniest one besides you was me. <laughs> yes. Hitchhiking Harry. What, yeah. Look it on on. Uh, I think you'll be able to get two minutes out of this if you <laughs> cut it down. <laughs>
You've been listening to Poor Fred right here at the Al Madrigal Bill Burr Network, all things comedy. Broadcasting live from the Outback Steakhouse in Anaheim. And now Benny Goodman and his orchestra. And we'll start.